0: My personal takeaways from America's Mart 2023. I'm your host, Kathy Cruz. My intention for this episode is simply to share some of my own tidbits and takeaways from attending America's Mart recently. I just got back, I guess? It was Saturday. So it was within the past week that I returned from America's Mart. I also want to add that once I got back from America's Mart, I lost my voice. So if I sound a little funny, that's why I feel fine. I just don't always have my voice and I sound froggy at times. It's been a while since I recorded an episode about market. I call it market. And market can apply to Las Vegas Market, Dallas Market, High Point Market, America's Mart, there's so many. But just as a quick reference, I usually say market. I will be attending the Las Vegas Market for the first time at the end of January and plan on recording a podcast episode with my takeaways from that visit too. And that'll be from the perspective of a first timer because I haven't been to Vegas Market yet. Now, if you have never attended America's Mart, but it's a goal of yours, I want you to know about a free five part lesson that I have that will answer so many of your questions. We will link the five part lesson in the show notes. Uh, you'll subscribe to my email newsletter to get access to the five part lesson. And the five part lesson is in the Shopkeepers Academy, and this is the online academy where I store content from the Master Shopkeepers membership group and other programs I offer, including this free five-part lesson. This five-part lesson will answer so many questions for the person who has never attended America's Mart. Even if you have attended, it could still be helpful. As always, this resource is something I wish someone would have given me when I started on my shopkeeping journey. My sister and I had so many questions about America's Mart. We had no idea what we were walking into. So if you need some assistance here, if you have a ton of questions because they're like, I really want to go, I think it would be good for my buying, for my store, but I have no idea what to do. It feels overwhelming to me. Go ahead and sign up for this free five-part lesson. I promise it'll answer a lot of your questions. Okay, let's get started on this episode. I have a disclaimer I don't. So, if you've been to America's Mart, you know that there's three buildings, and Building Three is, I think, mostly for people that buy apparel, and we don't buy apparel. So, I've only been to Building Three once. I do love the aesthetic of Building Three. You'll see building three in most pictures just because it looks way better than buildings one and two. There's like a big open center area and you can see the different floors. You don't really necessarily see that in buildings one and two. All that to say, I mostly buy out of buildings one and two, in particular two. We spend the majority of our time in building two, so I think that's important to note. Okay, here are my takeaways from this year. Number one, there were less buyers, and I say less buyers because I remember the first couple years I attended America's Mart, everything was so full. Showrooms were completely packed. Um, Escalators, elevators were insanely packed. And I did, of course, notice a huge drop during the pandemic, the first two years of the pandemic in two thousand particularly in 2000, I guess, 21 and 22. We wore masks both years, we still attended. But there were way less people. So this year, I thought, because there wasn't a mask restriction, I thought we would see a lot more, we would go back to that original level. And that wasn't the case. So I just wanna make sure that I know that it just feels like less buyers to me and it doesn't feel like less buyers in like two of the bigger of the pandemic years. Takeaway number two is it's less extra. I don't know how else to describe it, but it, again, in those first couple years that we attended, there was live entertainment. There were bartenders and specialty cocktails and we still see a little bit of this, of course, um, but there was a lot more catering, hot meals provided, like f- more full meals in some showrooms. And now you see a lot of grab, you know, snacks that you can grab, pre-packaged things, sub-sandwiches that are cut and you can just kind of grab and go and eat. I am not complaining. I don't I don't have an expectation that the showrooms have to feed me or provide me with all of the things. I'm just noting that it is very different than the first few years than than, uh, when we attended. Takeaway number three, within the first few days, I kept hearing buyers say that there weren't as many temporaries in the past. But then later on during the week in market, I was hearing from buyers saying that the temporaries are now spread across all three buildings. I'll be honest. We are not big temporaries people. And if you're not sure what a temporary is, they are vendors who rent small booth style setups for market week, and then they sell their brand and their goods and take orders in those smaller booths. This is different than the people who rent full showrooms every month or for years at a time in the market buildings. They, so they, for short, they call them temps. Now, I don't know necessarily if there are way more in the past or less. If you have any insight into this, please DM me on Instagram. I'd love to know. But we did actually visit the temporaries this year. We've walked through in the past. I didn't notice a big change. I noticed that there were still you know, hundreds of temps that we could walk by and talk to and place orders with. Um, if this has changed in other buildings, I don't know. I did feel like there were enough temps for us to choose from. We placed quite a few orders with the temps. And I don't know if maybe all of the wholesale platforms, online wholesale platforms that have popped up in the past few years, if that has made a difference because you figure all of those brands and small businesses that are renting the smaller booths at market, you know, it's easier for them to just, pop up on an online. not that it's easy for them to run their business, but it is easier in terms of like, you don't have to rent the space. You don't have to book a hotel. You don't have to rent a big truck to take your whole booth setup and all of your merchandise and order forms and marketing materials and probably help. You're going to want to have one or two people there helping you. It's way different than having an online wholesale marketplace to sell from. So maybe that's made a difference. I just wanted to make sure I mentioned it because it came up in quite a few conversations. This episode is brought to you by the Savvy Shopkeeper Quiz. As a shopkeeper myself, I've learned that there are action steps we can take during specific stages on our retail journeys that help us create efficiency and improve profitability so we can grow. But first it helps to know which stage you're in so I can help you determine what to focus on sign up for my newsletter and take the quiz to find out which shopkeeper stage you're in you'll get a helpful savvy shopkeeper roadmap with a list of helpful podcast episodes and two free resources for where you currently are in your journey if you want to take the quiz visit savvy shopkeeper.com forward slash quiz number four is more of a personal takeaway Preparing for market and buying becomes easier over time, yet challenging in ways too. So let me explain this. It has become easier for my own store, and I know this because we ran another customer survey this year, and all of the results pretty much indicated that we really know our customer now, and we really know what to provide them. There wasn't a ton of insight from this year's survey, which means I feel like my sister and I are serving our customers really well. We know what they like. We know what they're looking for. We know that they love seeing unique items in our store that are well-priced. That was consistent all throughout the survey. So that was really nice to see. So in that sense, buying has become easier because we've gotten to really know our customer. But it also becomes harder because once you visit these showrooms, you know, some of the vendors don't necessarily change their full product lines. So if we've placed big orders with some of these vendors over the past few years, we might walk through a showroom and realize we don't want to bring all of that back. Like One of the things that we enjoy doing in our store is constantly bringing in new things. Of course, we have staples but I love bringing in new items to our customers. And that may not be possible if I'm going through these showrooms and I've already ordered a lot of what they offer. We've learned that we may take a break from a vendor for a year or two and return to that vendor because after a few years, they have more and new products to choose from. So in that way, buying can become a little bit more challenging. Number five is another personal takeaway. I can pack for six days in Atlanta. Yes, six days in Atlanta in a carry-on. And y'all, this is pretty incredible, especially when I'm packing for a co- colder climate because I'm packing sweaters and things that are heavier and jackets and boots instead of flip-flops or sandals. Because Atlanta is not Atlanta in January. I'm always cold in Atlanta in January. So this means... I am way more strategic when I pack. I'm strategizing outfits and making sure I can maybe wear a pair of pants more than once with an outfit because I don't have a lot of room in my carry-on. I'm way more honest with myself about what I'll wear versus what I won't. This also means preparing for comfort and the most important thing to pack are comfortable shoes. We are incredibly sore, our bodies, our feet, our shoulders, our arms at the end of a market week because it's a lot of standing. It's a lot of walking. I will also say this, and I think I mentioned this in the free five-part lesson. I found, I think I had this expectation that I would be walking 20,000, 30,000 steps a day, and I do wear an Apple Watch, and I've worn a Fitbit in the past, so I do track steps, And sometimes it surprises me because my body feels like I've walked 20,000 steps, but sometimes it's 8,000 steps. The thing is, it's a lot of standing and that can make a difference. And the shoes you wear make a difference. So all that to say, I am so proud of myself for packing in a carry-on for six days in a cold climate, period. Like that's a huge win and I'm patting myself on the back. So speaking of preparing, that leads me to takeaway number six, and that's I work on a lot of details in advance before I leave for Market Week. And I remember some of the small details, too, but all the details are important. So for instance, in case you're wondering, what does that mean, Kathy? I make sure I have the email from America's Mart with my market badge starred in my email so I can find it easily. Uh, I pack a badge carrier. Those were given away a few years ago, and I really like this one in particular. It's beige and neutral, and it has a protector for my badge. So I make sure I pack that. I print market cards. And if you're wondering what market cards is, like people will always tell you to take a business card or a stack of business cards with you. But the only thing is business cards don't always have every bit of information that a new vendor needs from you. They want to know your EIN or your tax ID number. They want your phone number, your billing address, your shipping address. And sometimes these are different. So I created something in Canva that includes all of the information vendors tend to ask for us. And I hand them this piece of paper. I created a, a template and all Master Shopkeepers members got access to this template. But it just makes it so much easier. I don't have to sit there and verbally tell them all of the information. They take this little piece of paper and it has everything that they need. Um, I also print all of the related or all of the Savvy Shopkeeper worksheets I use. Again, the Savvy Shopkeeper worksheets, it's a bundle of probably almost 20 worksheets now that Master Shopkeepers members get. These worksheets are also in the Savvy Shopkeeper Digital Planner, which we'll be launching again later this year. And they're really, really helpful to my business. So I don't print them all, but I do print the ones that pertain to me visiting America's Mart. And I won't go into detail there, but I print the worksheets. I look at my business data. I look at sales. I look at what were our top 10 sellers last year. I look at inventory turnover. I look at what were the costs of goods sold in each category. I look at all of that information to really prepare for a A long conversation that I have with Karen, who's my business partner, I prepare for that conversation because we usually get into Atlanta a day early and have, you know, a two-hour conversation about our strategy for market. So I don't just show up for market and hope for the best. This episode is brought to you by Master Shopkeepers, my mastermind group for brick-and-mortar retail store owners. If you're craving support, connection, inspiration, and motivation for your retail business, apply to join us. It doesn't matter what stage of shopkeeping you're in, what matters is your drive to work less, profit more, and grow, both personally and professionally. Learn more at SavvyShopkeeper.com forward slash group membership. That's SavvyShopkeeper.com forward slash group membership, all one word. Takeaway number seven is pretty much that we spend all day at market. And I'm so glad Market, or America's Mart, isn't open until 8 p.m. like it used to be. Those days were so long. I think their hours are pretty much 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. And spending all day at market means eating there too. So some of our vendors provide small meals, sometimes hot-cooked food. Again, not as often as it used to be, but when it does happen, it's really nice. And we try to indulge when we can so that we don't have to leave or pay for lunch for that matter. For me, what's more important is not necessarily paying for lunch. It's the time. Time is really precious, especially when one appointment at a vendor can take up to three hours. So leaving or taking 30 to 60 minutes for lunch isn't the best use of our time. So you want to be really strategic about that time, and that's what we've done. We really try to stay there the whole entire time, which leads me to takeaway number eight is dinner. We either make reservations or we make it a point to go somewhere within walking distance because by the end of the day, we're tired. Now, there are plenty of buyers who leave and take an Uber to some really cool restaurants. And and of course, I think that's great. Do what works for you. But for us, it's keep it within walking distance, make a reservation for every night because it's, it can get hard to get into some of these restaurants, and have a plan for dinner so that we're not stuck in line or waiting somewhere two hours to sit down and have a meal. So that's my other takeaway is we've gotten smarter about dinner time. Takeaway number nine is navigating the mart. It's it's going to be hard when you first get there. You're going to be overwhelmed. And in some ways, it has become easier. Like we know most of all of our vendors are in building two. We know it's easier to use the escalators instead of the elevators sometimes. And it has taken a couple years or a few years to get familiar with building two. And the the same thing might apply to you. So don't beat yourself up if you struggle navigating the Mart, even if you've been doing this for a long time. I think it's completely normal. I Googled it, I think on our flight home, and I learned that America's Mart across all three buildings is 7 million square feet. 7 million square feet. So who wouldn't get confused, right? And speaking of navigating, that leads me to takeaway number 10, which is how helpful the America's Mart app can be. Yes, America's Mart has an app. I do want to add a disclaimer that it is helpful, but it's also slow. And I know my expectations in a digital and tech world are high, and I think probably many of you have high expectations when it, when it comes to an app, so I just want you to know that it does move slower. But the app is capable of doing a lot for retailers, including creating a market plan, adding favorites, like vendor favorites, um, creating folders of favorites, which I started doing this year. It also has a really helpful mapping navigation tool. It's literally a GPS unit for while you're in these buildings. It's pretty cool. Now, I mostly use it to search for particular vendors so we can find out what building or floor we're going to. And yes, I said most of our vendors are in building too, but when there's 20 floors, and hundreds of vendors, it can be overwhelming, and you can easily forget. I can't store all of that information in my brain, so sometimes I need help remembering which floor to go to. Again, the app is helpful, and I think all of us, if we're attending America's March, should have it on our phones. It's really helpful. Okay, so it's time to wrap this up. There is no way I can cover all market things in one podcast episode, but hopefully between my free five-part lesson And this podcast episode, I do hope that you find the information helpful. So in Master Shopkeepers, we do quite a bit before market season in January. I say market season in January because Dallas hosts a market, America's Mart hosts a market, and Las Vegas hosts a market all all in the month of January. So leading up to this, even though it's really hard because we're all wrapping up Christmas and the holiday season and we go right into planning mode. I do a lot to help master shopkeepers before market month in January. So for instance, I hosted a market mood board challenge with cash prizes. I hosted a nearly two-hour group call for a really big conversation about attending markets in general in January. I created individual chats, group chats for Dallas, Atlanta, and Vegas, and that was really helpful. Because instead of flooding the group with all these individual small conversations that might not be relevant to other people, we really kind of focused on using the chats for that, you know, while we're there or while we're asking questions about where can I find this or where do I do this or where can I eat or all that stuff. Where are we meeting up? All that information. Markets are a huge part of a buyer's life. And you can tell by how much effort we put into supporting group members before. January or during January, as we head to markets. Also, if you attended America's Mart, I'd love to know what were some of your takeaways from the Mart this year. Uh, if you want to DM me on Instagram, you can always do that. My username is at Savvy Shopkeeper. I really want to know because these are my takeaways. Everyone's going to have a different perspective, and I would love to know what you thought. If you want to see the show notes to this episode get the link to my free five-part lesson or find links to anything else I mentioned, visit my blog at SavvyShopkeeper.com forward slash episode 154. That's SavvyShopkeeper.com forward slash episode 154. Until the next episode, be savvy and boss up.